0: Hey, New Life Gillette Church, we are thrilled you decided to listen to our teaching on your favorite podcast app. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, would you let us know by visiting yes.newlifegillette.com. Here is this week's teaching. Hey, let me say welcome to those of you who are watching online uh, and to the guys over at the prison and our friends at the jail uh, we love you Merry Christmas. We hope that you have a a good Christmas. Hey, today we're going to talk about a a primary character in the Christmas story that I don't think gets enough attention in the story. And uh and he play he's like one of the first characters mentioned in the whole story and we almost never talk about him. We today we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And so let's jump into the story of Christmas. You you know this. It goes like this. I think. Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Mary, God has chosen you. Remember, Mary didn't choose to be the mother of this God, man. It had to be a woman from Bethlehem and it had to be a woman in this time period. And she had to be a descendant of um. Uh, David, but there were a couple other options of people that would have had to travel to Bethlehem or people or ladies that were from Bethlehem. But but God chose Mary and perhaps even created her, her for this purpose. It was her destiny. Wouldn't it be awesome if an angel appeared to you and told you your destiny? Wouldn't it be awesome if an angel just came to you and were like, Hey, guess what? Here it is. Here's why you were created. There's so many people, like, when we talk about God created you on purpose for a purpose, so we, so many people wrestle with, okay, I believe that, but what is it? What's the purpose? That's where everybody kind of gets hung up. And that's why we talk so much about figuring out what God has called us to and kind of the big picture of what that looks like. Wouldn't it be awesome if an angel just appeared to you? Here it is, laid it out for you. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. Can you say unplanned pregnancy? Like this out of nowhere, how is this possible? What if in this moment, Mary was like, okay, you know what it takes to be pregnant? I'm a young teenage girl. You want to screw up this body with a baby? Is this your plan, angel? Angel? Do you, know, you, you want me to give up wine or whatever else? Ladies have to give up while they're pregnant and I'm going to upend my whole life so that I can raise this boy. No, I'm out. What if Mary says this? What if Mary aborted Jesus? She has that option, right? I mean, this is a serious consideration for people when they get pregnant in our world today, especially when it's an unplanned pregnancy. No, I'm not in. I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to sacrifice for this baby. I don't want to do what it requires to raise this baby. I'm out. God calls us to good things. But so often in our life, we recognize the pain and the trouble that this calling will bring to me, and we say, I'm out. I'm not comfortable with that situation that you're calling me to, God. I've got my own plans. And even though what God calls us to is good, we run in the opposite direction direction. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. This is big. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not just a man. Jesus is not just God. He is entirely man, entirely God, conceived by the Holy Spirit and this woman. When we list the characters in the Christmas story, we just miss Jesus. I mean, we miss the Holy Spirit. But you know what? Sometimes I think he's okay with that. I think the Holy Spirit is totally fine playing a background role. He's kind of the shy person of the Trinity, often. Whenever it talks about the Holy Spirit, it talks about how his goal is to point people to Jesus. Even now, his objective in our life is to point people to Jesus to point us to Jesus and to empower us to point other people to Jesus. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could all have a conversation with an angel like this? God, can't you just tell me your plan for me? I'm tired of trying to figure it out. I, I can endure a lot of pain if I know the purpose in the pain. I can, I can endure a lot of things in my life if you would just tell me what is, what is it leading me to? What is all this struggle going to result in? We've often learned in our lives that purposeful pain is manageable. If I can see the end, I can persevere. Mary can persevere because she knows her calling now. When I'm trying to eat healthy, but I'm not losing any weight. This is often a struggle in my life. I, if, I, if it's not working, if the diet's not working, I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not losing any weight. Why would I keep doing this? What's the point of broccoli anyway? If it's not helping me lose weight, I'm out. Give me the cake. Can I get an amen? No. Christians, here's the good news. There is purpose in our pain. And often when we are on the journey, we cannot recognize the purpose. But it is faith, it is belief in the God who created us, it is our faith in him that enables us to believe that there is purpose in our pain. Wouldn't it be miserable to live otherwise? Wouldn't it be miserable to live as the world does believing that there is no purpose in pain, that we have no destiny. We live in a world that believes that we are all just an accident. That we are all just, there is no purpose in our pain because you're just an accident of the big bang. Nobody intended it. You just happened to evolve. Nobody made a plan for your life. Our fate is to suffer and die and turn into dirt. That's our fate. But Christianity changes fate into destiny. Fate is this depressing idea that life is just going to happen to me. It's just survival of the fittest, and if you're not the fittest, you're going to die. It's just survival of the fittest, and if you're not the fittest, then you become background. Nobody cares. This is just my lot in life. I just have to deal with it. But God's calling on my life is so much more than fate. God's calling on my life is my destiny. People say suffering is your fate. You Just got to deal with it. But ultimately, suffering only follows a betrayed destiny. You were created for a purpose. And the only way ultimately, eternally, you will suffer is to betray the destiny that you were created for. That's, that's true suffering. The pain in the meantime will build, will build us, will make us stronger, will enable us to become the people that we were created to be. But true suffering is what comes on the other side of not enduring that pain and falling into the temptations of this world. It's Jonah in the whale. You remember the story of Jonah? God calls him to go to Nineveh. He doesn't want to go to Nineveh. Those people in Nineveh are mean. He runs away, goes out on a boat. Nineveh is my destiny, but no, I'm going to Tarshish. Sounds way easier. And what's the consequence? What does Noah get as a result? Jonah, I said Noah, Jonah. What's the consequence? He gets a sea monster, swallowed up. Pain, run to your destiny, not away. But Mary heard from God and she followed. She recognized her calling. She knew that it would require pain. Now, she didn't know the whole story. She didn't know that she'd end up in Bethlehem with a census and she didn't know all the things that it would require. But she said, Eat without all the answers, I will follow. And why did she follow? Well, it was as the angel said, because the Lord is with you. If the Lord's with me, I can do this. And this is how we want to live our lives, right? Step by step with the Holy Spirit. Living our lives in his presence with his guidance. Okay, I need a volunteer. Somebody help me. Hey, could somebody grab my table over here, guys? Mitch, could you grab me that? Who'll volunteer for me? I just need one volunteer. It'll be quick and easy. Painless. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would get my own, yeah, come on up, come on up, you got it, come on up, I would get my own table, but Mitch yells at me if I leave the light, this is my light, What's up, man? How are you? How you Um, this is the Holy Spirit, right here, How you doing? I didn't know the Holy Spirit would have tattoos, but he does, it's, and a black eye, a black eye. yes, <laughs> So let's, let's imagine that I am living my life, walking step-by-step, step, walk with me, with the Holy Spirit. And this is nice. I got a companion. I got a comforter, somebody who's with me, somebody who does life with me. But every once in a while in my life, I determine, you know what? I like having you here, but you're sometimes inconvenient. Because sometimes you do things that make me uncomfortable, Holy Spirit. I sound like my wife. I sound like your wife. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes I want to go in this direction, but the Holy Spirit reaches out his hand and he says, no, don't go there. You don't want to go that way. And I'm like, "What? no, this is, this is what I want to do. And he's like, no. So, so what do I do? In response, I say, Holy Spirit, could you just, could you just keep to yourself? Holy Spirit, I, I, I understand that you have plans, but my plans sound way more fun than your plans. And so if you could just keep to yourself, that would be great. Right? This is what we do. This is our plan for the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when we're when we're doing our thing and in, in private, we've determined that I've I've got some uh I've got some things that I'm gonna do here in, in a private Holy Spirit. So I don't really want you to see what's about to happen. Okay? So if you could just keep to yourself. That's not centered. There we go. I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be comfortable for you. So you can you can just stay like and actually um I'm gonna be uh I'm going to be hanging out with some people and and they use some language that I don't like them using uh, and I don't want you to hear but they do it and this is just my friends and so I don't I I want to protect you Holy Spirit from from what you what's about to happen and oftentimes when I'm hanging out with my friends uh you like to try to get me to like, share my faith with people, and, and you try to convict, and you try to, like, become too much a part of what's happening, and, and I'd rather if you just, you know, stay quiet, you know? If you could just stick to yourself, and isn't it, isn't it nice to have the Holy Spirit in your life? It's just such a comforting guide, and witness, and makes everything better in my life. All right, give him a hand. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, man. man. (laughs) And I think this is what a lot of us do in our lives on a regular basis. It's like, I want the comfort. I want the guidance. But as soon as the guidance takes me somewhere, I don't want it to go. I'm out. I got my own plans. I got my own ideas. I want to spend my money the way I want to spend my money. I want to pursue the job and the career and the relationships and all of that that I want. Could you just stick to yourself? And all that conviction stuff, I'm pretty good at ignoring it. All that conviction that I feel when I do certain things that I know I shouldn't do, I'm pretty good at silencing that in the Holy Spirit, right? This is not what Mary did. Mary became who she was created to be because she followed rather than silencing the Holy Spirit, rather than quenching the Holy Spirit in her life. We cannot reach our destiny without the guide, the one who created us, the one who knows our destiny. We have to follow him. You're not going to become who you were created to be unless you decide to follow him. That's the only way. You are not going to find your destiny until you start following as, as long as you're trying to shove him back, you're trying to do your own thing, you are not going to figure out your purpose. We do so much to keep God from guiding us in our lives. And, and I know that there are people that are watching this illustration of, you're like, no, you can't tie God up. He's not that weak. He could just set himself free. You can't shut God up. He's, I, I believe that with all my heart. I know that I'm not strong enough, I'm not powerful enough to tie God up, literally. But I do believe that he gives us the ability to make some decisions in our lives about how we follow him and how we don't, and, and when we do not. They said the, the same thing to Jesus, remember? God, Jesus, why don't you just set yourself free? Well, why are you just letting the soldiers do this? They said, if you're the son of God, save yourself. Come down from the cross. What are you doing just letting people tie you up? What are you doing letting people torture you? But he did, right? Why? Because God has given people an incredibly uncomfortable amount of freedom to sin, an uncomfortable amount of freedom to reject him, We have got a world of people trying to reach their destiny while rejecting the leader, while rejecting the guide. They don't know where they're going because they've silenced the one who can show them. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. That's a part of being his child. A part of being his child is following him. A few months ago, um, my mom was in a waiting room, waiting. My dad was having a procedure, and my mom, was she has no idea. I'm about to tell the story. Sorry, Mom. Uh, she's in the waiting room, and the nurse comes out, and she says, uh, Ma'am, could you follow me back? Um, they're ready for you. And so my mom gets up, assumes that they're done with my dad, and, and she follows this nurse back to a hospital room. And she sits down and the nurse starts taking, she takes her purse and, and she starts doing some other things in the room. And, and mom says, wait, is he coming here? And the nurse said, yes, the doctor will be in soon to see you. And mom says, why do I need to talk to the doctor? Did something go wrong? What's, what's the problem? And so eventually she asks enough questions that the nurse Starts to get confused and she says, wait, you're Barbara, right? My mom's name is Lara. She had grabbed the wrong lady and was preparing her for a surgery that she was not intended to have. She was not there for a surgery. She's in the waiting room waiting on my dad. What happens when we follow the wrong guide in life? What happens when we choose to follow the wrong person to the wrong places and do the wrong thing? Because that's an option too. We can choose to follow the Holy Spirit or we can say, you know what? There's a lot of people out there who have a lot of ideas about what I should do with my life. There's all kinds of celebrities and politicians and teachers of different kinds that are trying to tell me what I should do with my life. Why should I believe you, Mike? This is a big part of our life. Picking the right guide. So in on our road to destiny, we choose not to follow the wrong people. We got to do a little bit of research here, right? Whose ideas are correct? Whose teachings are founded on truth? Who's got some some logic behind what they're leading me through? But then also, I've got to trust the Holy Spirit. I eventually got to get to the place where I put my faith in God. Because Christians, we got a lot of options. You even even have some Christians condemning people who follow other Christians because they don't agree with their theology. So it's hard to pick. So many people are all caught up trying to get their theology right and get, get their ideas perfect. But people, we do not follow a theology. This is not our conviction in life that we've got all the answers right. And if we keep studying, we'll get all the answers right. We follow a person. Like the Holy Spirit, we point people to Jesus. That's who we follow. We we follow, and we don't just follow a person. We follow a divine person. Can you imagine if you had to put all of your faith in some scientific theory? About where the world came from? About why things are the way they are? How depressing is that? If you pick pick the wrong thing to follow in this situation, the consequence isn't just a little bit of pain. The consequence is hell. The consequence is eternal separation from God. We've got to pick the right person. So choose not to follow the wrong person and choose to follow the right person. And that's the crazy thing. God gave us the option to follow him. He made it possible for us to, to follow him. Have you ever read a verse that you didn't like in the Bible? This happens to me all the time. I'm writing a sermon. I've got an idea of where I'm going to go. And I'm going to make this great point, And then I get to verse 3 and I'm like, dang it. That's not what I wanted it to say. I, I had an idea. It's not leading me where I wanted it to go. I have I have this option. There's one verse that I've been wrestling a lot with later. lately. It's something that Paul said to the Thessalonian church. He said, do not quench the spirit. I don't like that because it doesn't go along with what I understand of God's sovereignty. I don't like to believe that God's actions have anything to do with me. I don't like to believe that God's actions in this world are dependent on me. I like to believe that God's spirit is unquenchable. So I thought, okay, maybe that's not what it means. Maybe I'm getting it out of context and it doesn't actually mean don't quench the spirit. So let's read before and after. Actually, the verse after it goes on to say, and do not treat prophecies with contempt. What? What? Now you're making it worse, Paul. Don't quench the spirit and don't silence prophecy. How can I silence prophecy? How can I keep God from getting revelation out? So then I thought, okay, maybe it's not a context. Maybe it's a bad translation. Maybe the, the NIV or NLT both kind of say the same thing. Maybe they just translated it wrong. So I looked at the Greek and I looked up the definitions of the word. This is the, These are the Greek words for that verse. To Numa Mes. Paul? I don't know that one. I even Googled it and I couldn't say it. But what these words literally mean are the spirit not quench. The only word that you could possibly find a secondary definition in this sentence would be that word quench. And a secondary option would be extinguish. Pretty much the same thing. What does that mean? The verse was translated correctly. This is what it means. So what do I do with this? If scripture says it, what do I do with it? I have to believe that God allows us to reject him. I have to believe that God allows us not to follow him. Mary could have said no. Joseph could have said, okay, thanks angel, but she still looks like an adulterer to the rest of the world. I'm not up for this. I'm out. Divorce. He could have done that. He could have, but he, but he instead chose to, chose to God, even, even knew that that would require him to experience pain. Even when he knew it would be hard. So these are the obvious questions that this story brings us to. Number one, have you put your faith in Jesus? If the Holy Spirit's pointing you to him, what are you saying about him? Throughout this year, we've been putting uh, lights up on this wall of people who have decided for the first time to follow Christ. And 187 people. Yeah. Have made first time commitments to follow Christ. You notice we've had to add some strands there because we've, we've beat the previous num- years by quite a few. Because we believe the Holy Spirit is pointing people to Jesus and people are saying yes. And we are celebrating that people who have done that. If you have not done that, why not? What are you putting your faith in? Is it just fate? I'm going to die someday and turn into dirt. Is it in science? Is it in yourself? What are you putting your faith in? You gotta pick something. All this agnostic, eh, I don't know. There's too many, there's too many possibilities. And we're talking about your eternity here. You can't just shove off that decision. You can't just shove off that thought and ignore that emotion and ignore the Holy Spirit. He calls you to himself. You can't ignore that. You gotta pick. Sitting on the sideline just leads to death. And scripture tells us that there is only one way to heaven. There is only one way to the Father, and it is Jesus Christ. Say yes to him. It is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. Anything short of it leads to death. Then the second question is, are you following the Holy Spirit? If you will let him, the Holy Spirit will lead you. Yet if you spend your time trying to silence him, trying to push him into the background, trying to ignore him, then you're not following him. You're attempting to use him. So you, in a moment of faithfulness, decide to pray and to have a conversation with God in which you admit your failings in which you admit that you have run away from him, in which you have tried to reject him. It's not that you don't believe in him. It's just that the world is so enticing. And in a moment of faith, you pray. And you say, God, I'm sorry. I want to follow you. Continue to convict me and give me the strength to follow. And follow him. If you feel like you don't know your purpose and you don't know what you've been called to in life, perhaps it's because you haven't been following. Today's the day to decide. I want to be like Mary. I want to be like Joseph. I'm tired of pursuing my own way. I'm ready to follow. God, I thank you for the Christmas story. I thank you that you did not do things the way everybody expected you to do an almighty king coming down from heaven to overthrow governments. Instead, you came and gave an example of what it looks like to be a follower. You followed your parents. You followed the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I thank you for the example you set for me and I pray that you will give me the strength to become more like you. I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to convict me and lead and guide me in my life. God, if there is anybody here today who does not know you personally, draw them to yourself now. Do what I cannot, speak to them, give them the faith to listen. In Jesus' name, amen.